2 Timothy chapter number 2, 2 Timothy 2, verse 20 through 21. We're going to be looking at 2 Timothy 2, 20 through 21. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified to meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. So, just like we will do always, we're going to go to review what we did talked about last week, and then we'll go into our lesson today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. God, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, we have to go around, go through your word, Lord, and study this topic of continuing in our lives. Look at Second Timothy. God, would you please change us tonight, Lord, through your word. Help us understand the importance of some things. We'll give the honor and glory for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're talking about... Of course, the whole subject was continuing. We're talking about Paul writing to Timothy in Ephesus and just telling him some things about the church. And so as we look at those things, we want to, by way of review, we talked about the foundation last week. And I gave you guys the illustration of the little brick house that weathered all the storms and the other three-story house with the, with the uh, elevator and all the cool features. Every time the storm came through, it... Every time a hurricane came through, leveled it, but the little small brick house was always there. And I challenge you guys to understand the foundation of God, stand ashore, and the Lord knows them are his. And everybody who names, who professes, that grabs the name of Jesus Christ and attaches it to theirs, we have to depart from iniquity. I told you there's a lot of people who like to claim the term Christian, but they don't want to depart from evil. They don't want to depart from iniquity and those things that are wrong. So Paul continues... From this whole passage, all the way from talking about the false doctrine that we were talking about before. And he goes through and he starts to talk here. He gives us an illustration about a great house. So let's fill in your blanks. Paul's illustration to Timothy. There are two categories of vessels. The vessels here is simply the utensil, the things in the house. There's two types. One, there's one to honor, which is valuable. And two, there's some to dishonor, disgraceful and shameful. The honor, the valuable, is like gold and silver. And then the dishonor is the disgraceful and the shameful is the wood and earth, like clay. That's what the word earth in there means, like clay, like a clay pot, something built from things from the earth. So when we look at the comparison, Paul says, hey, if you go into a great house, a palace, a mansion, so to say, he said you walk around and you'll see things that are made of silver and of gold that have value and he said, there's other things in that house that don't have value. It's not that they're not so valuable, but they're kind of useless. They don't, they don't amount to much. And Paul's trying to challenge Timothy to be able to purge some things out of his life so that he can become a vessel unto honor, someone that's useful to God. Now, when I say valuable, and we use the term honor and dishonor, we're not talking about your value as in your worth. We're talking about value as in your usefulness. There's a lot of things I have in my house that are of great value, but I don't use them because they're not always useful to me. So we're talking about things, if I want to become a Christian of value, just like it does not something that makes me more spiritual or more or even greater than someone else, we're talking about things that make me useful as a vessel that God can use. Paul says, I want to give you an illustration about things in a, Great house. I know that it's not as much as it used to be, but I know that back in the day, people used to have 
fine china. When people came over, maybe your mom still does, your dad probably doesn't care, but maybe your mom still does have fine china and the things that are in your house that when other people come over, she starts to pull out plates that you've never seen before or have only seen two or three times in your life or maybe a fork or something that like that and she pulls it out and you've never seen these utensils but maybe just a couple of times. Now, if you were to go into your kitchen right now with maybe your brothers and sisters and you were to toss around a paper plate and kind of play frisbee with it across the, across the room and throw it in the run and one catch it and dive and slide across the floor, most likely your mother would probably come in the kitchen, maybe say, hey, stop horsing around. Don't do that in the kitchen. You're going to break something. And if that, if it was just a paper, paper plate, that's all they'd probably say. But now if you pulled that stuff of value, those things of value, her fine china, so to say, and you grabbed your brother or sister and said, hey, let's go play frisbee in the kitchen, and you tossed that fine china across the room, and one of you were diving and sliding and catching the other one, you're throwing it back, and your mom walked in the room, her response probably is not going to be, hey, why don't you guys stop horsing around and stop playing with that fine china? She's probably going to be upset. There's probably going to be a little anger. There's probably going to be a response. You're probably going to get whatever kind of discipline your parents will choose to execute for that. But why? Because it has something of value. And in our lives, we are valuable to God. We know that because he shed his blood for our sins. He gave his son, Jesus Christ. But our lives are not always useful to his cause. And Paul's telling Timothy, hey, Timothy, I want you to be a vessel unto honor. So, Paul gives the illustration of a great house or a mansion having items in it that are of great value and some items that are disgraceful or even shameful. So, what is the process of becoming a valuable vessel? How do I become a valuable vessel to God or someone that God can use? He says, I must purge myself from these in verse number 21. For man therefore purge himself from these. Now, I studied even when it asked Pastor Ferguson and different people just to try and figure out what the these was. And I believe that what Paul's trying to say here is that these is I must purge myself from things that are dishonorable. What on earth? If you go back and we go back a couple of weeks to when we talked about Hymenaeus and Philetus spreading the, the false doctrine of the resurrection. What happened is, since the people were not studying, as we talked about in 2 Timothy 2.15, to study yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, their faith was shaken when false teachings came in. And so in order for me to be a valuable vessel, I have to purge myself. The word purge there means cleanse thoroughly. I'm going to totally clean myself so that I can be used of God. Paul's illustration shows that the airing of the truth and profane, heathenish, and vain babblings were not valuable. The honorable vessel must be clean from everything that is not truth. I say it again. The honorable vessel must be clean from everything that is not truth. Psalm 119.9 Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way, but by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Ephesians 5.25 talks about the church, that he would wash it, with the water by his word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle. When we look at Paul, what Paul is trying to tell Timothy, he gives him the illustration that there's a great house and there's all these valuable things in there, but to be one of those valuable, just like I said, not worthless, but useful 
items in this house, I have to purge myself from everything that is untruth. And the way I do that is I go to the Word of God. Everything that the Word of God says is truth, and I cleanse myself of everything that is not. We have our house, a Brita filter. You pour the water, and maybe some of you do too. You pour water in the top, it goes through that little thing and comes out in little drips. And what it's supposedly doing is purifying the water. It's cleansing it, cleaning it to get make sure there's nothing in it and make it taste so much all that more fresh or whatever. And that's what that purification system is to do. Well, the same thing comes to my life in the Word of God. If I am going to be a vessel unto honor, I'm not going to be taken by Hymenus and Philetus and those guys who would spread false doctrine or those things who would spread things that are not the truth from the Word of God. I have to filter everything, purge myself, clean myself of everything that is not truth, and I do that through the Word of God. See, our culture, even our friends sometimes, the people we hang out with and the things we watch and the things that we listen to, they push us away from understanding the truth of the Word of God. I'll give you an illustration. See, as you get older, maybe you go to college one day, you'll go into a classroom. And if you don't go to a Christian college, maybe you'll go to a public university. You'll go into a classroom where they will make fun of you for believing in creation. That uh, Almighty God spoke the word as Genesis 1-1 says. But see, in my life, for me to be the vessel that God can use, I have to purify myself from all untruth. So I have to understand that, hey, no matter what anyone else says, the Bible is the word of God, and the word of God is the truth. Not in what anybody else says or what anybody else does. And so when I look at this, I have to purge myself. The thinking of our society about authority. Oh, that authority is against me. Authority is, is all there in my life to, to hold me back. If you read in Romans 13, the Bible says that the authority figures, they watch for your souls as they who would give an account to God. So I find from the scripture, authority is not against me, even though authority may not always be correct. I am still supposed to have the proper view of authority because I'm going to filter my belief about authority, not through what my friends say, not through what the media says, but I'm going to filter it through the word of God. And this is what Paul's trying to say. Hey, Timothy, if a man therefore purge himself from these worthless, useless things, and he cleanses himself through the word of God, constantly going to the word of God and finding out what is truth and living that way. And if we come to that point, we begin to purge out those things in our lives that ought not be there. If you look at our media, once again, we hear how a young man ought to behave to a young lady. Or how a young lady ought to behave with a young man. And if you watch movies and television and we listen to music and we see the way maybe our friends do things, it is easy for me... And us to become so wrapped up in what we see and start to believe that as truth. See, the same way Hymenus and Philetus were back when we talked about a couple weeks ago. 
hey, there's no resurrection. There's no such thing as this resurrection. I don't know what you're talking about. And it overthrew the faith of some. Why? Because they were not filtering. They were not clean. They were not purging themselves of everything that is untrue. <coughs> Excuse me. And trying to bring everything through the filter of the word of God. And their faith was shaken. The same thing. We see things in our world today, in our culture. And if we're not careful, we will let our culture define, we will let what we do define our lives instead of the word of God. And here Paul's saying, hey, I want to give you an illustration. If you would like to be one of these valuable, one of these useful things, and useful to God, you've got to purge yourself, you've got to cleanse thoroughly yourself of everything that is not true. The honorable vessel must be clean from everything that is not true. And I say it again. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is proper for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction of righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I can hold my Bible up here and I can squeeze in with passion shake it and tell you how much you need God's word. But until you realize that even as a teenager, all, everything, excuse me, everything in your life has to be filtered through God's word for your life to be the ultimate greatest use to God. And it gets hard sometimes. Sometimes we see the things around us and we hear things and we... And we do not take those things to the filter. But if I could challenge you to one thing that you take away from this youth group is that you understand the word of God is important and see, I must filter everything through it so that in my life, I know what real truth is and that truth is found in God's word. So what is the process of becoming a valuable vessel? I must purge myself from things that are dishonorable. I have to purge myself from all untruth. What is the value of the purging to become a valuable vessel? He says in verse number 21, Paul says, If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified. The word sanctified means purified. Now, if you remember on Sunday mornings in our teen text, our teen and tech lessons that we're going through on Sunday mornings in Sunday school, the premise of the whole thing we started in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And I wanted to drill in you guys, in your minds, this. That a pure heart has value. A pure heart has value. I told you I wanted you to say it in your sleep. I wanted you to hear it when you woke up. That a pure heart has value. And see, one of the values of the purging, one of the great things that comes with me purging everything to the word of God, is the purity, I'm purified, in my heart. Once again, I say it goes against everything we think about in our culture, everything that we do as a society. Because here's a society, society tells you as a teenager, you have to experiment. You have to experience. You have to be involved in these things. Oh, what? You don't know who they are? Oh, what? You don't listen to that? Oh, how can you not go there? But see, one of the things that God tells us in His Word as a pure heart, is valuable. When I filter everything through God's word, what I listen to, who I hang out with, the things that I do, 
when I think of biblical principles, and I think of even where we talked about earlier about evolution creation, I filter everything through the word of God, and that gives me a pure heart. I don't have to know about sin. As Paul said later, he wants us to be, God wants us to be simple, ignorant, so to speak, toward the things that are evil and the things that are wicked. He even goes and talks about, I believe it's in Romans, where he says that we don't even need to talk about the things they do that people do in secret. So one of the values, one of the benefits that comes along with becoming a value of vessel is that, number one, I'm purified, I'm sanctified. And the second thing he says is, and meet for the master's use. Number two, that means I'm profitable. I'm profitable to God. Now, once again, I say it has nothing to do with your worth. The Bible says, greater man, love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. John 15, 13. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It has nothing to do with your worth, but able to be useful, able to be profitable. I have to start to purge myself from everything that is untrue. If you think about the story of David, David and his brothers. David Samuel comes to anoint one of Jesse's sons as king. The Bible says this, that when Samuel looked on Eliab and the older brothers, he thought, man, surely this must be the king. He, this guy has to be. Look at the way he looks, the way he, I mean, the way he handles himself. If there's a king, it's him. And God said this, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. See, If I'm going to start to purge myself of everything that is untruth, then I become profitable to God. I become a person that God can use because I'm not totally consumed. I'm not filling myself with philosophies of the world and things that the flesh, my flesh desire to do. Instead, I'm filtering everything through the word of God. How does God want me to handle this in my life? That's why you got to be reading your, the Bible. That's why if you don't understand it, you have to ask. Because then it begins to, like David, make you profitable. When God's looking for a young person to use, or even as you get older, God desires to do something in your life. If you're filtering everything through, it's going to make you meet for the master's use. It's going to make you ready to be used. And then number three, it means it's going to help you be prepared unto every good work. So the, the benefits are it's going to be purified, you're going to be profitable, and you're going to be prepared unto every good work. See, when you filter everything to the Word of God, and you're purging out everything that is not truth, and not our society's truth, not what we think to be truth, not what we've made up in our heads or what we think makes sense, but as Proverbs 3, 5 says, I'm not leading into my own understanding and all my ways acknowledging Him and let Him direct my path. Now God makes me prepared for every good work. So, if I learned this as a teenager, and I, early in my life, before I carry baggage, before I have all these problems, learned to focus on what God's word is truth, and I'm going to filter everything in my life through that truth, see, then I'm prepared to do whatever God has for me. And see, the reason most of the time we don't, we have no desire or we're not prepared to do what God has for us is because 
we're not filtering our lives through his word. We have not learned the purpose, and I mean the importance of the word of God and to study it. And then God desires to use us, but we're not where we should be. We look about being purified and profitable and repaired unto every good work. I think about maybe a coach playing on a basketball, I mean coaching a basketball team or a sports team. And that coach is looking for people. They may not be the best person athletically. They may not be the best basketball player. They may not be the best soccer player. But he's looking for people or a young person on his team when he needs them to come off the bench and to specialize in whatever area, whether they're a defensive player. They may not be the best offensive player, but they know how to come out on the court or on the floor, on the field, and play defense. And that coach, in his mind, hey, they're profitable, and because they've worked hard and they've learned the game, they've prepared to do what needs to be done on the field, on the court, or whenever. Same thing happens in our life. Right now, as a teenager, you're preparing for every major thing that's going to happen in your life. And if you're not careful, you'll let the world, the flesh, and the devil sculpt your idea of truth. And when there's a Hymenaeus and Philetus that come along and tell you something that's not true, it's going to shake your faith, and you're going to walk away because you don't know what real truth is. But see, when I filtered everything through God's word, that's when I find out all of a sudden my heart is purified because not because of who I am, but because of what God's word does. And then I'm profitable. I'm able to be used. And then I'm prepared. I have everything in my toolbox to do what God wants me to do. And when Paul gives the illustration, he says, Timothy, see in a great house, there are some vessels unto honor. They're silver and they're gold, and some to dishonor. They're wood and clay and made from dirt. He said, if you want to be one of those vessels that's valuable to God, once again, I say it one more time, not because you are worthless, but instead because you desire to be useful. He says, you're going to have to purge yourself from things that are untrue. In our lives, As young people, we have to grasp the concept that the word of God is truth. And if it is not, I mean, if it is against the word of God, it is not truth. If it's not of the word of God, it is not truth. So let's pray and we'll be done. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for the lesson day, Lord, as we look through 2 Timothy. God, would you please help us? Lord, I ask you to help me, Aaron Burden, to filter everything in my life through the truth of the Word of God. God, I've got to love this book. I've got to study, Lord, as we talked about before. Study to show yourself approved in the God, a workman that he is not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. And God, I ask you to please burn that in my life, burn that in every one of these teenagers' lives, Lord, so that we become more like you. And Lord, we do that through your Word. So help us, encourage us, strengthen us to do what we need to do. And we'll thank you for all in Jesus' name. Amen.